millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> As with remaking movies, rebooting a TV series is often tricky business. Many are doomed before they even start, since fans of the original are so protective of the show and unable to see it working in any other way. Likewise, most are just ill-advised attempts to cash in on the success of an idea that has already been used. Sure, some are successful, such as The Office or Shameless, but for the most part, the concept of doing a remake is not going to go down well with audiences. Things get even trickier when you consider how the cast and crew of the original handle their idea being reused. As this list will demonstrate, few are often happy with the results, further driving home the fact that some things just need to be left well enough alone. I'm Gareth from WhatCulture.com and here are 8 TV remakes that pissed off the original creators. Number 8. James Corden, Gavin and Stacey Love him or hate him? There's no denying James Corden's talent and impact on British pop culture. Thanks to the brilliant fan-favorite sitcom Gavin and Stacey, Corden and co-creator Ruth Jones made a big mark with TV audiences, leading the show to become one of the most viewed sitcoms in the history of the BBC. Because of its success, it was picked up by several studios who wanted to make it for US viewers. NBC tried to make it happen in 2008, ABC had a pilot set up that never actually aired, and finally Fox got their hands on it in 2013, remaking it with the title Us and Them. With Fox, 13 episodes were ordered, but only six were made before the production shut down. In the end, no episodes were even aired. James Corden has never been shy about his opinions on the various failed attempts to remake the show that put him on the map. Hearing about the US network's desire to show more bickering and conflict between the characters, Corden said, Our show wasn't about that. It was about how people's everyday lives involve very little conflict. Most people like their friends. We wanted to hold the mirror up to real life. American networks just wanted there to be fights all the time. It's not a surprise they were never able to make a go of it. It just goes to show. Oh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Number 7. Larry Gelbart, MASH This is an interesting one, because unlike the others on this list, Larry Gelbart actually created this ill-advised spin-off to the cultural phenomenon that was MASH. MASH is one of the greatest shows ever made, a touching, hysterical, and daring sitcom slash tragicomedy bursting with great characters, iconic storylines, and unforgettable episodes. And although After MASH is not technically a remake, 
but a spin-off, it is so far removed from the original's level of humor and intelligence that it can barely be considered a rebooted successor to it. Galbart, who created and wrote much of the original show, would later go on to say that Aftermash was a big mistake, and that whilst it was a good idea for a show on paper, it didn't work as a continuation of his original smash hit. But he didn't stop there. Instead, doubling down on his comments and making it abundantly clear how he felt about Aftermash looking back, saying, Once I saw what was going on, I knew I had made the wrong choice. There's a very special place in my core when it comes to MASH. I was not pleased to have done anything to sully its name or memory, but I managed to do it anyway. Oh, what a shame. Number 6. Anne Wood Teletubbies Anne Wood's comments on the Teletubbies remake were as much of an attack on the show as they were on the very notion of recreating old media. When the remake was announced in 2015, Wood was quick to tell reporters that she was sad about the whole thing, and a little bit disappointed that the studios were going through with it. She said, I'm a bit sad. It comes down to the time we're in, though. People feel safer making hits of the past rather than investing in something new. She didn't stop there, however, as she went on to say she wouldn't be watching the remake at all, and that the whole idea of remaking what's already passed is stifling creativity and ruining children's programming because nothing new is coming out. I'm with you, Anne. My days of watching Teletubbies are now well and truly over. Give me some of that Pingu goodness any day. Number 5. Holly Marie Combs Charmed The creator of the original cult classic TV show Charmed, Constance Burge, left the show after its second season due to creative differences with the network and the other producers. This would cause other shows to struggle to keep their footing, but didn't seem to matter much to Charmed as it went on to run for eight seasons and nearly 200 episodes. Massively popular and influential despite not aging particularly well, Charmed was rebooted at the beginning of 2018 with a whole new cast and crew. One of the show's original stars, Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper, took to Twitter after the reboot's announcement in fury at the decision, stating that the CW were capitalizing on the success of the original and just trying to grab some quick cash from something that had already been done. She also took issue with the advertisements, which described the new show as a feminist reboot. Combs took this to mean that the original wasn't seen as a feminist show, tweeting, Yes, we forgot to do that the first go-around. Ouch. Number 4. Stephen Moffat Coupling Stephen Moffat is these days best known for his role as screenwriter and showrunner for Doctor Who, and for creating the Sherlock TV series alongside Mark Gatiss. Before these two shows launched him into superstardom, though, he helmed a now-cult classic British sitcom called Coupling. The show followed a group of friends as they made their way through life, going on dates, getting into mishaps, and generally making the most of things. Compared to other ensemble sitcoms that were doing well stateside, it was eventually picked up in 2003 to be made for American audiences. However, as with the majority of British remakes, it ended up being a dismal failure. With its poor scripts and terrible casting, Moffat would later say that NBC effed it up because they intervened constantly, trying to change the way the show came together during production. On the plus side, Coupling's US failure led to NBC's last-ditch effort to make a British sitcom for American audiences, which led to them successfully remaking The Office. So there is a silver lining to it all. 
Number 3. Simon Pegg, Jessica Hines, and Edgar Wright, Spaced One of British TV's best ever sitcoms, Spaced is these days regarded as a cult classic and helped put the likes of Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, and show creators slash lead stars Simon Pegg and Jessica Stevenson, later Hines, on the map. Without Space, there would be no Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, and Simon Pegg may not have become the megastar he is today. Airing for two short but sweet seasons between 1999 and 2001, the show was picked up by Fox to be remade for American audiences in 2007. Edgar Wright was initially approached to helm a US remake back in 99, but turned it down due to his firm belief that it wouldn't work. Because the joy of space is that it's people in North London acting out stuff from American films. Peg and Stevenson, meanwhile, weren't even approached by Fox about the proposed remake, which they both labeled as a disrespectful move. Peg released a long statement about the show in 2008, where he proclaimed his anger over the studios using their ideas without their permission, and banking on the success of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Both Peg and Wright were also outraged by the press's failure to talk about Heinz's involvement in the original show, accusing them of neglecting the show's female voice. When the US version was released as a TV movie, Peg called watching it a painful experience. And it's hard to argue with that. Number 2. Bill Lawrence Scrubs Med School the first eight seasons of the medical comedy drama Scrubs proved to be incredibly popular, securing a vast fandom and raking in record-breaking viewership. The last episode of season eight, My Finale, was set to be the last episode of the show's run, with creator and showrunner Bill Lawrence looking to create a spin-off titled Scrubs Med School, with a whole new host of characters and a new setting. However, ABC Studios did not like this idea and instead elected to renew Scrubs for an unprecedented ninth season with a new cast. Most of the writing team and original cast left because of the decision, and Lawrence, who stayed on to write the new season, later reflected that it was a weird time. He said ABC was a mess. You know how coked up the network heads were? I don't think they even meant to renew us. But I just kept my mouth shut and cashed those checks. Besides, you know what else was airing on ABC in 2008? Lost. As far as I'm concerned, as long as we aren't doing as bad as that goddamn mess, we're doing alright. Also, the final season of Scrubs was arguably worse than Lost, though, and was subject to a critical slaughtering upon its release. Lawrence would admit the whole thing was a bit of a bad move, and that it would have worked better had the studio allowed him to make the spin-off he wanted rather than banking off the success of the show's earlier run. Number 1. Wes Craven Scream Though he acted as an executive producer on Scream's first season, Wes Craven was quite vocal about how he disapproved of the show's creative decisions. On paper, a screen TV show sounds like it should be amazing, and whilst it certainly has its fans, it never truly captured the full feel of Craven's original and masterful films. The director and horror maestro's biggest issue with the show was the writer's decision to do away with the classic ghost face mask. Once he left the show, he would say how let down he was by the decision, proclaiming it to be an example of fiction fixing what isn't broken, and stating that they shouldn't have messed with it because it was perfect just the way it was. Unlike others on this list, however, this one has a slightly happier ending, as Craven would also describe the show as fun whilst admitting he actually enjoyed the scripts. So there you go, don't say we never end on a positive note. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.